Hey, hey kids, this is me, I Super Robots. We're back with another super exciting, super fun episode of World's Famous. This time out, we're going to talk about uh, my D&D campaign. We're going to talk about getting swole. We're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about that. It's going to be a hoot. But until we get to that hoot and Grandmaster Grandpa, kick that beat. No doubt IC robot, this goes out to all my homies in cell block 10. This is World's Famous with IC Robots. ISR has the week off from the video store and is at home and on the mic. Hey guys, this is me, IC Robots, and I am home right now. It's nice to be away from the video store. It's nice to have some time off to uh, just max and relax. Plus, it's it's so cold there. It's just, it's so cold, man. They they really did a number on me with this uh, this transfer. But at, at, anyway, I'm home, which is nice. It's sweet. It's cool. I... I've been doing this D&D campaign, and we've been doing it for a few weeks now, and man, I, I gotta admit, I am struggling with uh, the whole thing. Not not that it's not fun or anything, because it's definitely fun, but I don't feel like I'm picking up the rules as quickly as quickly as I should be. So so what I did was on uh, Father's Day, which, which was the other week, so shout out to all you fathers in the house. I hope you all had a good time. I... I got some In-N-Out burgers, which is something we never, not, never do. I try to stay away from fast food as much as I can, so it was nice to, nice to get some of that. Let me, let me turn this down. I apologize. I was watching WCW trying to max and relax as much as, uh, as much as I could. This is a, this is an old fall brawl that I found on, on, on VHS. I, I was at the thrift store and I saw a VHS that was home recorded. It said uh, WWF, so I bought it just seeing what, what would be on it. And it turned out it was the, the original pay-per-view broadcast of Fall Brawl. It has that uh, that intro thing where, where they're trying to sell you on it, the live from uh, Fall Brawl headquarters with Tony Schiavone and uh, Bobby the Brain Heen and good stuff. But anyway, I'm not I'm not getting the, the thing as much as, I, as I, I should. So what I did was I went over to the uh, the comic book store, the comic store downtown, which is soon moving over near Kmart. So it's going to be a... Uh, it's going to be in, in a different zone soon, but I, I went there and I, I picked up a player's handbook. It like it suddenly occurred to me one day as I was sitting here lamenting how I'm, I'm a D&D dum-dum that they actually make a book. They actually wrote a book that explains to you all the rules one would need to know as a player. And it's like, it's right over there. And I, I decided to go get one and I've been, I've been studying it. And it's just, this is complex stuff. No, I do want to say we're not really like, you know, we're not like heavily in the thick of everything as far as, like, uh, adventures and stuff. We're just doing, like, a slow, like, a dungeon crawl, which is, you know, some real good beginner stuff, but I just, I'm not getting it as quick as I would like. You know, I would, I would hope to pick it up quicker, so we're gonna do some studying, we're gonna do some looking at that, we're gonna, we're gonna have a good time with that. My character in the game is a ranger named Guido, and I, I've been trying to think about Guido the ranger's character, like, who he is. He, he lives in the woods, and he, uh, well, you know, as a ranger does, a ranger is like a, a, a fighter who lives in the woods. And he lives in the woods by himself, by his lonesome. And he's been, he's been working on a scroll. He's been working on the self-help scroll. And he's finally, he's finally gotten it to the point where he, he wants to share it with the world. And he's decided to, like, venture out and see if he can self-publish this scroll and, and help people's lives. But first, you know, he's got to get some gold. He's got to get some uh, name in the game there so people want to buy it knowing who he is. So he's... He's out there adventuring. He's out there fighting um, fighting against kobolds and stuff. No, I think he's fighting with kobolds. He's fighting goblins, and he's on the side of the kobolds. The the adventure we're on is like we're going out into some dungeon full of uh, goblins and kobolds and dragons and stuff. And we're trying to rescue these two people and bring them back. It's like a job for hire, and it's perfect for Guido. 
he gets to go with these guys. He gets a cut of the gold that's going to go toward the scroll. He gets to he gets to meet some other people who you know maybe he can help him a little bit. Maybe once he like maybe once he unleashes the secrets of these self help scrolls, maybe he can you know reach out to these guys and go, hey, you know, you can have a better life. You can have a healthier life. You can you can be uh you can be all that you can be if you just read this here scroll, which I. Which I haven't determined, like, what's in the scroll yet. I don't know. It has to be something fun. Maybe it's like he, he's espousing the use of, like, psychedelic mushrooms that he grows out in the forest. Maybe it's some kind of, like, uh, deep woods Pilates where you use, like, trees to, like, stretch your body out. Like, you, you get your foot into, like, you know, knot holes and, like, twist it to, like, stretch your hips. I don't know. It'll be something. And it will be cool when I finally realize what it is. But, you know, I'm still having fun. Still having a good time. It's always good to, like, put yourself out there and do something different that you haven't done before. And, like, not really knowing the rules, not really knowing what's going on is, like, it's nice, man. It's really, it's nice to put yourself out there and just kind of, kind of, I don't know, be a risk a little bit. Do, do some new things. But, uh, we're going to move on a little bit. Let's, uh, I don't know. Let's see what the next X-Men is. I think we're going to open up some cards or do something of that sort. Let's open a pack of weird trading cards. George Lucas. And four. If adventure has a name, it must be Indiana Jones. Harrison Ford in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Huh. Rated PG. Starts Wednesday, May 23rd at a theater near you. Check newspapers. Starts Wednesday, May 23rd at a theater near you. Check newspapers. Starts Wednesday, May 23rd at a theater near you. Check newspapers. Starts Wednesday, May 23rd at a theater near you. Alright, this is me, and we are back. I, myself, love Indiana Jones. I'm not obsessed, I'm not crazy about it, I don't go around wearing a fedora, but when I first saw Indiana Jones back in the day, I, I, I took to it, like, immediately, man. The whole, just, like, the idea of this dude out there doing adventures, doing cool stuff, I was into it. I, I think, like, at the time, I really was into it more than, like, Star Wars or other things. It was, it was, like, way easier to pretend and to play Indiana Jones than it was for me to pretend and play Star Wars, because Indy had homies, Indy's had Short Round, and he had all kinds of people he hung out with, but, like, by and large, Homeboy was out there just, like, adventuring on his own, and it was really easy to, like, go climb up a tree, swing around, sneak around to pretend you were Indy rather than, like, pretend you were Luke Skywalker fighting off stormtroopers because I didn't army build friends, and yada, 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 but, uh, I remember seeing Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom, I saw it at UA6 back in the day, shout out to UA6, which I miss with all, uh, all parts of my heart. But my aunt, my aunt took me to see it. She was, she's a well-meaning lady, very nice lady, but uh, not really great when it comes to showing up on time for things. So we missed, we missed like the first part of the movie and then we ended up having to catch it at, at a later date. This, this is interesting because the exact same thing happened for uh, the first, the first one, Rangers of the Lost Ark. We went to see it, missed the first part, but we ended up like stick, sticking around and, and catching it again. We watched it twice, but this time we missed the first part and then uh, we just never, never not never caught up. So what I have in my hand right here is a pack of Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom trading cards. This is an 88 card set 
put out by Topps in 1984. The, to me, the uh, crown jewel of the set is the first appearance of uh, Jonathan K. Kwan, a.k.a. Short Round, a.k.a. the star of the recent Five Mike Movie Hall of Fame classic, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. That is card number seven, which, uh... Which features him sitting in a car, but I think the actual cooler version is the sticker that has a picture of Short Round on it. But uh, anyway, let's let's take a look at what we have here today. On the front of the package, you have Indy. One hand, he has a sword. The other hand, he has a whip. His uh, his knuckles are taped like he's going to go into it uh, early UFC style. You get ten movie cards, one sticker, one stick of gum. On the back is a uh, an advertisement for, what does it say? We're going to open it up a little bit. This is a wax pack, so we're going to unfold it for ring pops. I've never, I've never really been into ring pops. I, I, like, they're cool or whatever, but, like, you suck on it for a second, and then you're kind of stuck with, like, the sticky, yucky ring on your finger. I, I think it's a cool idea, not really very fun in real life, but let's, uh, let's unfurl this. We're going to do some unfurling. The gum, the gum is shattered into two pieces. We're just going to, we're going to, do you hear that? That's me snapping the gum. That's me dropping the gum into the uh, good old garbage can, which is which is uh, a He-Man garbage can, as we all know. So let's take a look at the cards. The first one we have here, this is actually, this is a good one. This is card number 40, the Flaming Heart, in which we see the guy, after removing somebody's heart, holding the heart aloft. It is a flame. This is... This is the first, no, not the first ever card of Amrish Law Peril. This is actually the second card. He's the guy who plays the evil uh, tribal leader. Then we have Indy on the scene. This is card number 66. And it says, Indiana Jones, victorious over the thuggy guard at last, swings down a catwalk into the mine. Meanwhile, he has been freed from the spell, blah, 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 blah. Then we have card number... Card number 77. These are the cards, the kind of cards I don't like as much as uh, some of the other varieties of non-sports cards. What this set does, it goes kind of scene by scene throughout the movie. I like it when they do that just fine, but I think that at the beginning of that, you should have like a series of cards based on the main characters of the movie. Like you should have an indie, you should have a short round, you should have like the thuggy chieftain, you should have all the main guys ahead of time. But be that as it may, let's move forward. Card number 33, it says Trapped. And it's a short round. It says, while snooping about the Palace of Pancott in the dead of night, Indiana Jones' short round realized with great horror that they are trapped inside of a spiked chamber. Spooky, wooky. Then we got Caught in Between. The action is fast and furious. That's like a, like a teaser for the future. As Indiana Jones thwarts a thuggy guard on the mountains above the temple, so far, we're not really getting anything really great. Then we have a day of rejoicing. This is card number 85. Indiana Jones, Willie Scott, and Short Round return to the Mayapur village with the children freed from the Temple of Doom. That's nice. They they got them all out. Then we have card number 67, which says the Mind Adventure, and it's Indiana Rope. To rescue his friends, Willie Scott and Short Round, the resourceful Dr. Jones, which is the name of my dog, swings down from the catwalk into the runaway mine. Then we have him uh, on card number 76. He is fighting two thuggy guards. They have swords. He's going at it mano a mano. So far, so far we're kind of striking out on this overall. Card number 59, the giant thuggy. It's him fighting. It's 
These kind of cards are far less fun when you're describing the scene. It's more fun when you have like an individual guy that you can kind of, kind of wax nostalgic upon. Then we have card number 51. And the sticker we got is Willie Scott, the gal and her guys at the, uh, at the bar singing. So my dudes, we did not really do very well in these, which is fine. I've, I've had this pack for a while, mistakenly when I bought it. I thought that they were uh, Indiana Jones and the uh, first movie cards. Instead, they were the second movie cards. I was hoping to go for an indie rookie, which would be which would be pretty fun. But again, we did not do that. Let's uh, let's take a quick look at the um, at the uh, Indiana Jones rookie card and see what card that would be. We're gonna go Indiana Jones. It is 1981 OPG Raiders of the Lost Ark, the title card. It has a picture of Indy right on the front, which is a nice card, but I kind of prefer the second one. Card number two that says Indiana Jones, Freelance Adventurer, and it has like a nice green frame around it, but it is what it is. It says that card is currently valued at a dollar. These non-sports trading cards really just don't have the value that I, I, I would kind of think. You know, to me... Indiana Jones, timeless character, been going on and on and on, has another movie coming out, as I understand, and I would just think that by all the metrics of card collecting and life collecting, that this might be worth something, but they're not, so it could be that we're getting in on the ground floor of something that will someday be going through the roof. Remember, for something to be valuable, it has to have been at sometimes valueless, so we were at the valueless point right now, so go out there. Buy your Indiana Jones cards and get them for a dollar a pop. This is me, Icy Robots. Let's find out what's going on uh, this week in uh, Japanese League Baseball. Yo. Chaji. This week in Japanese League Baseball. On Friday night, curler Masahiro Tanaka allowed four home runs in a single game for the first time since he returned to Japan at the start of 2021. His Rakuten Eagles fell to the SoftBank Hawks, who were powered by Yuki Yanagida, Taisei Makihara, and Yuris Bell Gracial, twice. The Hawks won the entire weekend, 9-4 on Friday, 3-1 on Saturday, and 4-1 on Sunday. They sit in first place once again, 1.5 up on the Eagles. Finally, it appears as though another stateside Japanese hitter is coming back home after an unsuccessful stint in MLB. Outfielder Shogo Akiyama, 34, was released by the San Diego Padres, with whom he reached a minor league deal earlier this year, and since he did not receive any offers from other teams, has decided to come back home. The one-time Lions star, and holder of the record for single-season hits in NPB, is rumored to be returning either to his old squad or joining the Hawks in Fukuoka. That was this week in Japanese League Baseball. Japanese League Baseball. Japanese League Baseball. We built this city on Gaten Kids, this is me, Isaac Robots. We're back for another super fun segment known as We Built This City on Getting Swole. This is this is kind of a takeoff of the HPI. This is kind of a takeoff on the summer of fitness where where in which we decide to try to like perfect our body and our minds, get our peaks and our freaks in full effect. So I um I was at the gym the other day. It was 
this was like the hottest day of the year. I'm not even kidding. It was like 100 degrees. And I'm just like, well, you know, I'll go down there and I'll, I'll see what I can do. And I'll have, I'll, I'll do my best. It's always just, you know, you do your best, man. You do your best. The important thing about getting into like a gym routine is maintaining the gym routine. If you start to miss, it becomes easier to miss. So even if the day is whack, just going down there and doing some stuff turns out to be uh, better than doing nothing. But I was over there doing stuff. It turned out all right. And I took a picture of this like... I took a picture of this archaic rack of, like, uh, free weights sitting in the corner. My gym has a lot of weird old, uh, torture devices, and I, I took a picture of this stack of things, and homeboy over on the Facebook group, this is facebook.com, backslash Icy Robots, the dude over there goes by the name of Zerum, he replied, hey man, why don't you tell us about your workout routine? And I said, you know, I can definitely do that, I, I can do that, but I'll, I'll try to keep it brief. I realize that if you're not into this sort of thing, it's not it's not interesting at all. But I'll also, I'll also try to make it a little interesting. But for those who are curious, I go to the gym three days a week. I go one day, day off, then I go again, then I take a couple days off, and then then I go. The, the kind of like off-kilter schedule of it is um, something that I guess I read in this book like makes it uh, so you get superior muscle growth. And you know, I'm trying to grow these muscles huge, dude. I want to be massive. I want to look like, I want to look like Scott Steiner, Big Daddy Pump, Scott, uh, Scott Steiner. And so on Tuesday, I go and I, I start off doing a little bit of cardio. I've started running on the treadmill. I think it's fun. I do, I do, I do dig it. I'd like to get into some like, some long distance treadmilling, but I'll go for like 10, 15 minutes. I, I measure it in, in laps. Cause what I, what I think about is like laps over on the good old track and like, the lap is like a quarter mile, so I'll tell myself, well, go run three laps, go run four laps on the um, on the cardio machine, and that that's usually good. So I'll do that. I'll run my three, my four laps. This this really like helps me get sweating, helps me get loose and stuff. I've heard some people say it's better to do cardio after the workout rather than before, but I'm just like, you know, it's fine to do it either way, dude, because it's good for you. It's all good. It's all exercise. I'm I'm not like. I'm not into it to that level, so I'll do that. And then on this day, I'll work shoulders. I do this one machine where I don't know what a lot of these machines are called. So I'm just going to kind of like describe the motion where you like, you, you kind of, um, it's a shoulder machine. It's like you do kind of like chicken wings and you're moving your arms up. I'll do that. And then I do one where you like lift over your head. And then I do another one where you like grab a hold of the thing. It's like a row and you pull it toward you. These are all like, these are all shoulder exercises. I'll do like three sets of 12. I always try to go for 12. I read in this Nautilus handbook that when you're doing Nautilus machines, it's better to go for 12 rather than 10. So I do three of 12 of those. And then I also do, I do a couple different leg machines this day. I do one where like, you like squeeze your legs together, like it's a thigh master. And then I do one where you kind of like, it's the opposite where you're like, you push your legs open and you try to hold them open. It's really important to work your hips, dude. You got to work your hips because like, as you get older, you see a lot of, a lot of dudes getting uh, hip replacements and stuff. So I figure... If you can strengthen the muscles around your hip area, it definitely has to be beneficial. And it also it also helps your side-to-side -side movement. It helps your running and stuff. And, you know, I'm a treadmill guy now, so I, I want to improve the running. And then I will do the one where you lay in your stomach. You lay in your stomach, you hook your feet into the weight thing, and you kind of, like, bring your legs uh, up to where your heels kind of touch your butt. This one works the hamstrings. Very important. Got to work the hamstrings. And then... Every gym session, I try to do a bench press, I try to do some version of a squat, and then I do some version of curls. I'll either do, like, curls with free weights or, like, the bar curls or even, like, you know, the preacher curl machine. Just 
some version of, of curls. What's cool about the gym is there's like many, many different versions of all the same exercises. So if this machine is full, you can do this one. If you're bored of doing this, you can do this. It's nice. It's nice to get some variety in there. So I try to, I try to work those big muscle groups, you know, the legs, the chest, and the arms by doing uh, bench, squat, and curls every time. I do, generally I do the bench either on the hammer strength bench machine. It's like this nice yellow machine, or I'll do the, I'll do the Smith rack. I bench on the Smith rack from time to time. The Smith rack is like this rack that has hooks on it. It's on a track. The bar is on a track and it goes up and down and it has hooks so that you can like raise it and like hold it at different levels. I like this because I'm starting to move a little bit of heavier weight. I'm not saying I'm super strong or anything, but I'm getting into like, you know, the 200 pound range on my bench and like, I don't want to spot her every time. I don't want to take the old wife away from her exercise. So I also, I also want to be safe. I don't want to drop a giant weight on my neck and die. So I'll do, I do the Smith rack and I'm going to, I'm going to keep doing that until I'm like, until I'm like perfectly comfortable. Then I'll move on to like, you know, just like the mainstream free weight bench. But safety first, dude, you don't want to drop a giant weight on your head. I kid you not. And when I do squats, I will either... Can you hear that? Bacon is crying right now. She, she's an old cat. She cries a lot. I think, I think sometimes just gets confused about where she is. So hopefully, oh, here she is. She's coming in the room. I apologize for that, but she's older. I gotta, I gotta keep an eye on her. But uh, I, I do squats as well on, on, on the uh, Smith rack. I do usually either like the sit down hack squat. That's the machine where you sit down and you're just like basically like pushing the weights out with your legs. I do that one, three of twelve, or I squat on the Smith rack again. I don't want to get all folded up and squished on the ground with like these heavy weights on on my shoulders. So I haven't really like moved into like the into the free weight uh, part of that. But eventually I want to. Eventually I do want to do like free squats and free bench and all that stuff. So that's that's Tuesday, and then we come back two days later. Bacon, come in here. Bacon, come in here. Bacon, come in here. No, come here. She's standing outside the door, but, uh, and then I come back two days later and this is the day I try to run more. I try to do like more cardio and then, then some weights. I do like, I try to go for like half an hour. I try to see how far I can go in, in half an hour. So far, so far I'm only doing like two miles. I'm not a really fast runner. I'm more of a jogger at this point, but I'm really, I'm really working hard. I'm trying my best. You know, I want to be able to like run, like, like run fast, like a fast one mile. That's my goal. Cause I figure if like zombies are after me, mutants are after me. If I can just like take off a full mile, they won't be able to keep up. These guys don't have that kind of range. So Thursday generally is the day that I, I do like extra cardio. I run on the machine and then I will also do the, the bench, the squat, and the curls, and then I work in some other things, like maybe like some exercises for the triceps or some other leg exercises. I might do the hamstring one or the thigh master one. I really do work my legs. I don't think people work their legs enough. I'm not like trying to get big swollen up legs, but it's very important to like, you want to work your hamstrings, you want to work your other other muscles in that area because they take, they take a lot of the strain off your knees. It's like our knees aren't getting any younger, dude. So you really want to like get some muscles in these areas to kind of take take the strain off. Hey, I also started taking glucosamine. I guess this is some some vitamin supplement based from like I don't know like clamshells or something. It's supposed to supposed to help your joints. So maybe maybe shout out to glucosamine for you guys out there. So that's the. That's the Thursday. It, what I do, like, bench on this day or whatever, I try to go a little bit higher because I'm not going to be doing tons of lifting because I did tons of running. I'm generally in and out of the gym in about an hour. 
an hour three times a week. I really, I go quickly. I go efficiently. I don't sit around a lot. I don't look at my phone. I don't skip through songs. Whatever I'm playing, I let play. So I make sure to get like a good playlist ahead of time. Like, a, you know, Champion Sound. Shout out to the Champion Sound. Something like that. So I'm, go I'm good to go the whole time. No interrupt this. So I usually end it out in an hour. But I, I'll bench heavier, like I was saying, because... I'm not lifting as many different like weight groups that day. And then we take a couple days off. We come back later in the weekend. And on this day, this day I usually go bananas. I try to do like every single exercise that I previously mentioned. Because we're like, we're starting over. This is the reset. I'll run 10, 15 minutes, you know, put in my four laps, three laps or whatever to warm up. And then, you know, I do the shoulder ones that I mentioned, I do the leg ones I mentioned, and then I'll also add in maybe like a leg lift, the kind where you like lift your legs forward, or maybe like a hack squat as well as a standing squat, and I'll bench, and I'll curl, and I'll do like the, uh, I'll do pull downs. I usually do pull downs also on um, on Tuesday, but basically like I just, I, I have a bunch of exercises that I like, and I kind of mix them up as much as possible, because I figured, dude, anything you do is good. It's all good. I'm not trying to look like uh, Schwarzenegger. I'm not trying to look like Weeder. I'm trying to look like Scott Steiner, like I said. But, in, you know, in reality, I'm just trying to be healthy. I'm just trying to, you know, drop a few libs, uh, just have a healthier, happier life. So in anything I do is good. Honestly, when you go to the gym, as long as you're moving around, as long as you're active, as long as you don't spend too much time on your phone, as long as you're, you're being safe, it's all good. Because any time you spend over at the gym is a little less time you're spending playing video games or watching TV or whatever, and it's like all, it's, you know, it's good. It's a nice, nice trade-off. It's fun. I have a good time. That's what, honestly, that's what I tell myself a lot. You know, just have fun, dude. Just have fun. Just be mellow. Just have fun. It's all good in the hood. So, there you go. I hope that in some ways this helped somebody out there. I am available to answer any questions. I gotta tell you ahead of time, I don't know anything about lifting weights. I don't know anything about exercise. I'm all just playing it by ear. I read a book called The Nautilus Book that's been very helpful. But outside of that, I'm just, you know, I'm still doing the same things I was back when we did weight training at uh, Rinkin Valley Junior High. this week's flea market acquisitions i went to the flea market and i got a couple things plus some father's day stuff so by the time you get this father's day is like well in the past but we haven't had the chance to talk about the really cool thing that i got so we're gonna we're gonna lead with that my wife and the kid combined together to get me two pieces of original archie art they are fantastic it's a nice little sketch of veronica a nice little sketch of Betty. If you want to see that, you can hop on over to uh, Instagram at Icy Robots. I have it. I have it posted up there. It really is really amazing, and I love it from the bottom of my heart. It's so cool. It's drawn by one of the original Archie artists. It's it's really great. I myself, I love Archie. I like the TV show Riverdale. I like old Archie Digest. I just I don't know, man. There's something fun and super nice about these wholesome Archie adventures. What I what I like to do is like while while I'm getting ready to go to bed, I'll I'll kind of flip through one of these Archie Digest or like a Betty and Veronica Digest. I honestly, I honestly prefer the B and V's over the Archie's. Jughead kind of goes like a distant third. I, I don't know, man. I like these gals on their wacky adventures, but I'll, I'll flip through through one of these on, on the way to bed. And the, the nice wholesome adventures of Riverdale just kind of ease me off into sleep and lead to like a lot of nice dreams and a lot of fun. And I'm happy to have this piece of art. It's really, really great. I love it. 
I love it so much. But um, let's see. We went to the flea market too, and like I've talked about in the past, I'm really kind of um, I'm I'm, I'm limiting what I'm buying at the flea market. I'm really trying to like tighten up and only get things that I really want. GI Joes, Daredevil comics, uh, things of that sort. Not so much like the random run of the mill loosey goosey action figures that I that I find. What I what I got the other week, I got a Blu-ray copy of um, Alien Covenant, which I've wanted for a while, and I've been wanting to find on the flea market circuit. I found that. Pretty stoked about that. I love Alien. I love all the Alien movies. I think they're all fun. I think they're all great. And this one, this one's pretty cool. It has Danny McBride. It had Idris, Idris Elba. It has all sorts of cool people. It's just, just a really fun movie. Billy Crudup who's only slightly cool. Michael Fassbender's in it. I'm. It also has Catherine Waterson, who I like a lot. I think she's really underrated. She was fantastic at a lot of things. You know, the uh, the Secret Beast and Dumbledore. She was really great in Inherent Vice. Just an underrated actress, and she's in that, and I think that that's, uh, that's pretty fun. But the, the coolest thing that I got at the flea market over these past couple weeks was a, a I'm going to say, 16-inch wooden sword wall decoration it looks like it's it's reminiscent of he-man's famous power sword it's not exactly the same it's not by mattel or anything but it's like it's flat on one side with holes you know to put nails so you can hang it on the wall and then it's like three-dimensional on the other side it's made of wood it's painted silver and it is amazing i love it so much we hung it we hung it kind of in the doorway in the doorway we have we have these two uh, candle holders, these like 1970s candle holders that I found at the dig years ago that look like, they look like torches, like torch handles like you would see on a, uh, like a castle wall. And I've, I have those on the wall and we put the sword right next to it. And it's like, it's really cool, man. I dig it a lot. I love like three dimensional wall hangings, the kind that are like flat on one side so you can hang them right on the wall, but then they have like dimensions, like depth on the other side. I think those are great. I, I have a couple that are shields that I might add to the wall near the sword. So I think the shields are really small and the sword is really big. I wish I wish I had like one big shield plastic wall hanging from the 70s, but I'll find it someday. I never thought I'd find a sword and I did. The sword is great. When I saw it on this guy's table, I'm thinking this is really great. He's going to want a lot of money. And then my wife goes, how much do you want for the sword? Because a lot of times she'll lead the negotiation because she's a uh, She's a nice, friendly face, and, and uh, she's she's a hard negotiator, too. So a lot of times, you know, if she has, especially if she has a relationship with the vendor, this is the guy she's bought from before, she's like, hey, bro, how much is this sword? And the guy goes, 20 bucks? And I'm thinking, man, I'll pay 20 bucks, because this thing is really great, and this is going to go on the wall of my house, and it's going to be awesome, and I'm going to love it. But she, she lowballed him. She's like, how about five? And he's like, yeah, five. So we got it for five bucks. I'm very happy. It's up on the wall. I love it. It's dope. It's one of the coolest things I have in my house. Then then we headed over to the Sebastopol flea market and we walked through. We looked around. We we found some stuff. She found some clothes and things. There's always like vendors of clothes, like piles of clothes. She cannot resist a pile of clothes. She got like some sweatpants and stuff, which is which is, you know, neither here nor there. And then we bought a a couple of pieces of fruit for the road. We got two nectarines. And two bananas for a dollar. And then we ate those when we were in the car. And that was really awesome. So overall, pretty fun flea market weekend. Not like outside of the sword. Not like any amazing gigantic scores. But I I saw some cool things. I saw a, uh, I don't know what you would call them. I, I called them like bed tents. It's a Transformers bed tent. Like the, the corners of the tent 
would kind of like wrap around your mattress and then it has poles that go on the inside that make it like this kind of like dome shaped tent. When I was when I was younger I had one for G.I. Joe and I loved it a lot. I had this dome tent on my bed for I'm not even kidding like months and months and months straight. I slept in like this G.I. Joe tent. I thought it was so cool and I found one that was for Transformers. I took a picture. I posted it on the tweet sometime last week. If you scroll down the uh scroll down the feed you'll see it. You'll see it there but um I didn't inquire about the price because it came it came from this one vendor who's like super expensive. This guy, this guy is so expensive. I saw him once have this Daredevil graphic novel that I wanted. And I was just, hey, bro, how much is this uh, Daredevil graphic novel? And he's like 20 bucks, which was actually like five bucks higher than the, than the cover price for a book that only came out like a little while ago. And I know it's not rare or anything. And I was just like, bro, you are absolutely tripping to the max. You're tripping, you're tripping, dude. You're flipping out. So I, I didn't buy it. And I didn't even, I didn't even ask about this tent. Watch. Watch the tent was going to be like $4. He just had like some kind of attachment to this Daredevil book that I that I wasn't aware of. But I I didn't offer on that. I don't think I saw anything else that was like super dynamite, like really like off the wall, really cool stuff. I saw I saw a Commodore calculator that was kind of neat. it was it was like a desk calculator, the kind that has like the uh, you know, the paper like receipt ribbon that comes out the top where you see guys like doing the the crunch of the numbers like click 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 click. Then they pull the handle, click, 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 pull the handle, that that kind of thing. I saw one of those. It was Commodore. It was kind of fun. I, I I thought about asking about it, but then I'm just like, if I get this home, what am I going to do, dude? I don't crunch numbers. I don't run the books for a uh, multi-level marketing scheme or anything. So I, I passed on that, but still it was fun. But what, what we did do over the weekend that was phenomenally fun was we went to a baseball game in Healdsburg. Healdsburg, California is a couple towns over. You go this way and you go past Windsor. Then you go into Healdsburg. It's a small town in the wine country. It's a very nice little town. Very cool. Very cute. A lot of, a lot of neat little touristy shops and stuff. But they also have a very nice, very old ballpark. It also doubles as the high school park for the uh, Healdsburg Hounds, I think is what they are. But... Healdsburg has a team called the Healdsburg Prune Packers. They used to have prunes. They used to have, um, they grow plums around here in Santa Rosa. There are plum trees everywhere. We, we have two. We have two right now. So they used to pack, they used to pack prunes back in the day in Healdsburg. The team's called the Healdsburg Prune Packers. And what, what they are is it's a summer college league. Like these are some of the, some of the players who are doing college ball and want to keep their, uh, skills up to snuff during the off season. Maybe, maybe get to take some trips, have some fun. It's probably fun play on a, on a baseball team. It's wood bat with college players. A lot of these players are really good. When we were playing the game, I was looking them up and a lot of these guys are like uh, all Americans. The The entirety of both teams, they played against San Anselmo. The entirety of both teams seem to be Division One players. But in, in looking into it a little bit, I saw that most of the players for the Prune Packers were Division One All-Americans who were seniors. And on the other team, they were mostly freshmen. So they were like all out of, out of high school. So it's a bunch of like 17 and 18-year-olds against a bunch of, like, 22, 23-year-olds. Some of these guys look like they might have even been been uh, older than that. So the game the game could have been a blowout, really. But the the Prune Packers pitcher beans, like, three guys in a row. And they kind of rallied off the uh, off the beanings and, and kept the game relatively close up and, up until the end. I think it was, like, like at the end, like, 9-4 to four or something like that. The, the first batter for the Prune Packers cracked one. Over the uh, 400 foot sign in center, so I was like, "Whoa, it's on, man! It's on like Donkey Kong, dude. These guys, these guys can play." We had some perfect seats. It's like, it's you know, you, you can sit wherever you want, and we had like great seats. Like I'm not even kidding. The first row 
right behind the catcher because we got there a little early because I'd never been to one before and I wasn't cur- I wasn't sure like what the ticket situation was. We were taking my uncle, he's an older guy, so I wanted to make sure it was all cool and we were all set up by the time we, you know by the time the game started. So we had really great seats right in the front. You could see the pitches coming in. You could see him like curve. You could see him drop. You could see him dip. It was really fun, man. Really good time, dude. If you live anywhere in the Sonoma County area, I cannot recommend the Prune Packers any higher. The games are only eight bucks. They had um, they had a special where the three of us got in for twenty two bucks. It's a lot of fun, a lot a lot of fun. They have a food truck that parks in the front. They sell merch. It's cool, man. Little kids running around like it has like a real small time vibe. But the ballpark itself is great. It's all covered. Most of the seats are behind the catcher, and then they have some in the outfield. But like all the seats behind the catcher are covered from the sun, so it's like very cool. Very relaxing. I drank a cold one. Just enjoyed the love of baseball. I like baseball. I can watch a high school game. I could watch a little league game. Once you once you sit down and once you see like the batters go through once and then you're familiar with most of the dudes, it's fun. You can get into it. The the most over player for the Prune Packers was this guy named Jonah. I I had never heard of him, never seen him before in my life, but he had like long long flowing hair, like long flowing hair and like a little bitty wispy mustache. I looked him up. Kid was right out of high school. He's the only freshman on the uh, Prune Packers lineup. He played second, batted second, and he got on base like six times during the game. He he got walked four times. He got a double and he got a single and he stole a couple bases. But man, this, this guy was over. I'm not even kidding. When he would come up, the kids would be like, it's Jonah. It's Jonah. Jonah's up. And they would all gather around and watch him hit. I don't know if it's maybe like Jonah's like a really nice kid. Like he talks to the kids after the game. There's a lot of that going on. It's that kind of thing where like the kids and the players talk. Like they're talking through the fence to the players. And they're like looking at him with this like admiration in their eyes. I'm sure that's another reason these guys signed up for this summer league. Because it must be really cool to have like 10 year olds looking at you like, This guy's the coolest guy in the world. We love you, Jonah. They love this kid, Jonah, man. Jonah was the dude. He... Had a great game, I gotta admit. I like his little wispy mustache. I like his long flowing hair. Guy's got some game. Guy can play. He's definitely going places. So that's about the uh, coolest thing I've done in a while, to be honest. I, I see myself going to do this more often. If they had like 80 games a year, I might see like 10 or 15. Because it was really, really fun. And for like $8, and it's like a 20-minute drive, like you could come, watch a couple innings, watch four or five innings, Throw back a cold one, eat some M&Ms, and you're good. You had a great time. It was a lot of fun. Healdsburg Prune Packers, the, it's called Recreation Park. If you live anywhere in Sonoma County, I cannot recommend this high enough. I should send a shout-out to my guy, Gino Vega, who's struggling with baseball a little bit. Bro, this is for you. Healdsburg Prune Packers. They've been in effect for 100 years. They're not going anywhere. They're our localist local team. They're good. They won the state championship last year, I discovered. California state championship. So you got to support these guys. Go check it out. Gino, you can take the whole family for a very low price. Take your kids and it will be three people, 22 bucks. A lot of fun. I, uh, hmm. Anything else? Anything else worth mentioning? I, I got up on some cool final factions, I guess. Man, my, my toy buying, my action figure buying has really gone down except for final factions. They're really like, they're really fulfilling my, my lust for toys. You know, I, I I dig it, dude. I can get something really cool for like a buck twenty-five. And uh, hmm, anything else? Let's uh, see. Ha- I hope you guys had a good. Ju- I hope you guys had a good July Fourth. That was uh just uh yesterday, I guess. So I hope that was fun. Hope you're safe. 
I hope that you aren't letting the uh, ills of our country get to you too far, too much. We gotta fight, guys. Things are kooky right now. You can't give up. We thought that this, we thought that like these, these civil rights battles were over, but you know what? The battle's never over. The battle continues on and on and on. So we gotta keep fighting. Gotta keep standing up for uh, what's good in the world. We gotta keep that ELE spirit in our hearts. We gotta try to not buy anything from Amazon because Bezos is a creep. Shout out to a, uh, shout out to my homie from Michigan. Um, let's. Let's see if there's anything else. Nah, I think that's about it, man. I think that you guys had some good show. We'll be back in a little bit. Make sure to check out the Food Cube Fiasco Director's Cut. That just dropped the other day, and it's my favorite work I've ever done. I'm not even kidding in any way. I think that of anything I've ever done on the audio tip, I am more proud of this than anything ever. So please, please give it a listen. Please give it a share. If you could, like, do a little share and, like, write something about how you liked it, that would be amazing, dude. Because I think... I think this is something that people might actually enjoy. So we just need to make sure to get it out there to as many people as they can. So do that. Please consider joining up for the Patreon. Support thereport.com. Lots of good stuff there. Some new At The Movies. I just recorded a uh, At The Movies episode about the time I worked as the manager of the adult section of a really big video store. That one, that one's a lot of fun. People seem to be enjoying it quite a bit, so consider joining up. You can get that. You can get some Derek shows, all kinds of cool stuff. You can find out what uh, That's a Meatball is all about. Lots of inside jokes over there. A lot of fun. I would love to have you support thereport.com, but uh, until we meet again, guys, if you don't like what's going on in the news, go out there and make some of your own. Alright, um, man, bring an organ. And you know I got to have that. supported endeavor. If you like what we do here and you look forward to new programming, consider helping us to bring fun stuff every week by heading over to supportthereport.com and tossing a few pounds into the hat. It's important to support things that you enjoy. Thanks and have a great week. Supportthereport.com Everybody loves everybody. Right there up on the wall. Watch the Merlot Broham. You guys... <laughs> Don't know what <laughs> <laughs> right, we got to re- Everybody love everybody. <laughs>